Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's sermon. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take here at First and Row. I'm joined by our pastor. How you doing, man? What's up, Shane? You doing all right? No, this... man, doing good. Good, man. Good. You been uh been keeping busy? Been trying, yeah, keeping yeah. busy with the kiddos, trying to keep exercising, um, trying not to eat too much. Yeah, what a struggle we all face. Right? <laughs> what a <laughs> temptation, man. They just they make Oreos so good. Mm. Man, well, hey, man, jumping into just some dialogue and some questions this morning, um, man. Friday night, you you mentioned it Sunday uh, in your sermon. Friday night was a uh, was a difficult one, and uh, what 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 are some of your thoughts on Friday? Just how how everything went. I mean, first thing was that I just noticed this, and I know you we both talked about this, but I just felt my heart just was real cold, you know. And it's not that I didn't believe the truths that I was preaching or anything like that, but it just, I don't know, it just felt weird um, that night. And it just, uh, you know, I guess it just kind of caught up with us, just the difficulty of everything and uh, just being distant from everyone and not having feedback and not, you know, not being there. And that's just kind of what we live in now. And so it's just something we're, you know, the Lord's just going to have to help us to get through, you know, and he will, and he did. But, um, you know, I think it's just, it was just a reminder for me of, um just how even standing off God and even what we addressed, I think it was good that we took, just stopped it, came back the next morning, had some time that morning to be with the Lord and uh, before we did it again. And um, I think it was a good call, you know, but. Yeah, it was, uh, it was rough, man. Like, like you said, it's, it's hard to be distant right now. It's hard to not be together. Um, it is, it's very strange to look into the lens of a camera and, um, I think that it was really cool to see the response Sunday as well after after feeling these thoughts of like, is this, like you said, God, are you going to work through this? Like people are sitting at their houses, people are just watching this as they go. Like, is this, is this really going to work? And then, you know, are you going to move? But also like hearing the responses of people after Sunday service or um, just seeing people on social media posting things and the encouragement of like, no, the Lord moved mightily. And it was, that was just a confirmation again, like the Lord saying, Hey, I, I got this. this. Is, yeah. This is, yeah. this is a different time for you, but I'm still over in this in control. And so, yeah. And I, I can do this despite you or how you feel about it. You know, that, that your feelings don't dictate what I do and how I'm moving and working, you know? And so it was a good reminder for me, you know, Sunday afterward, just to see, you know, how the Lord used it in different people's life. And, um, you know, just even the reminder of, that I need to be reminded, just God's faithful. He's faithful to use his word, even despite how I feel or despite how I maybe feel unprepared or feel weird about it. You know, God still still uses his word. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't come back void. Yeah. He uses it. So it was, it was, and, and Friday night and Sunday, Saturday morning, the, the recording times, everything was a little different. We, you know, we changed up a little bit of the music. You changed yeah. up, uh, the sermon some, uh, I will say, uh, church, you missed out on a good one Friday night. It was it was a really good sermon too. It was it was it was a little altered. It was a little the same, but yeah, it yeah. was it was really cool. I felt like I was kind of at a at a at a conference. Like 
And you just spoke three times in that weekend. So on the same <laughs> it was, subject, it was really cool uh, to hear. But no, it was, uh, it was, uh, I think the crazy thing was like Friday night, I was like, well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, you know, I didn't see like, how are you going to come back and do this differently? Like, I don't know how this is going to, and then Saturday morning you came and it was just as spot on as Friday night. And it was, I don't know. It was just, it was really good to, to see that too. And like, just that I, I know within myself, it would have been super discouraging to have to be like, I don't want to go back and do that again. Like, especially like the, the way that Friday night went, like yeah. just how kind of a bummer it was. And like, I think you were faithful to do what the Lord, you know, called you to do in that moment. And so, I, I mean, for me, I think I speak on behalf of the church. We super appreciate you. Um, and that was really, really good for just everything the weekend is as much as it felt like, oh, this is just whatever. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad the Lord. Um, anyway, he worked and moved and yeah. thankful. Thankful we serve a really, really big, great <laughs> right. God. You right. Um, man, you talked about standing in awe of God. And that's an awesome thing to to think about. I think whenever we think about that, we we feel warm and fuzzy inside. But yeah. how can we practically do those things? Yeah. So several things that, and I think I mentioned it in the sermon about uh, that we would talk on here about you know how can we stand in awe of God? How do we regain our awe for God? And so I just want to kind of give some practical things. Like one is this, and this this is um, uh, probably very theological, but I think it's also to remember in all of this is that this is something God has to do. You know what I mean? Like there are things, and we'll and we'll get to them in just a second, of some things practically that we need to do um, to position ourselves. But ultimately, something that just God does in His grace reveals Himself to us. And thankfully, we have a God that does reveal Himself uh, to us. Um, like even thinking of we referenced Isaiah or we referenced Paul, you know, on the road to Emmaus. You know, God just did that. You know, God just revealed Himself to them. And the same thing for us is that, Ultimately, at the end of the day, just to remember of the, to stand all like this is just something God in His grace that I don't fully understand all of it, but God just reveals Himself to us, and so I think standing all of God first starts with what you know God um, just does in us through His grace and mercy reveals Himself. But another thing is that um, I think to, to really stand in awe of God is that we have to know Christ, you know. And so, uh, if you remember, Jesus says this in the Gospels. He says, if you if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because that's the thing that I think that's difficult of looking at. Well, even Psalm 93, when you look at seeing God, well, throughout the Old Testament many times, God actually will make the reference, if you really see my face, like the fullness of me, you'll die. Well, that's pretty terrifying to think about. And so you're like, well, how can I stand in awe of him if to really behold him would be to die? Well, we see that it's through Jesus that I'm made right with God. It's through Jesus I can actually now, well, what does Hebrews say? is that he is the exact imprint of God. He's the radiance and the glory of God. Uh, it says this, that now because of Jesus, we can boldly come before the throne room of God because of Jesus, because of what he's done for us. And so I think just practically that, that, that how do we stand in awe, how do we regain our awe for God, that's to start with Jesus. Jesus is our way into God to, to know him, to stand in awe of him, to be able to approach his throne, to be able to behold his glory um, comes through Jesus. Uh, another way is to read the Word. Um, God has revealed Himself to us through the Bible, and so that's uh, when you look throughout Scripture. This is the wonderful truths of Scripture: is that first and foremost, Scripture is written to reveal God to us. Is um, and so through Genesis all the way through Revelation. And so I think for us is you know how how do I maybe on a constant basis be reminded of the greatness of God? How do I 
help kind of warm my heart to stand in awe of God is that I need to be in the Word. You know, it's just like Psalm 93. I need to read that over and over and over again, and not just for read it, but to get it in me of to be reminded, man, God, He reigns. He He is sovereign over all things. God is holy. God is great. God is glorious. And so I need to be in the Word. And so I think that's one of the practical ways that we can stand in awe of God is we need to be people of the Word. And so it's really hard to stand in awe of God. We're not reading about Him, reading about what He did, what how He's been faithful, um, all the great works that God has done uh, throughout all throughout Scripture, throughout all throughout history. And so, so that's one of the things that I think we can practically do to stand in awe of God. And another thing that we can do to stand in awe of God is to to pray and to pray and to seek God. And so I was thinking of the passages in James where it says, uh, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you." And so I think that's a principle that we we see because of Jesus, because of what he's done. We can draw near to God, and God will actually draw near to us. There's a book that I, I read a long time ago. It was back in college that I think is a very helpful book. It's a small book, uh, it's by, and I've quoted actually a, a, a quote from it in the sermon by Charles Swindoll. It's called Intimacy with the Almighty. And it is a great, great book that he just very simply walks through uh, kind of uh, – disciplines and things that help us and enable us to really be intimate with God, to, to stand in awe of God, um, and really to walk through, you know, and so, some difficult things like surrender, you know, um, repentance, you know, and so even thinking about Isaiah when he really saw God, he saw himself for who he was, and so there's repentance involved in that. Uh, silence and solitude, uh, one thing I think we have a lot of time right now to have Silence and solitude, right? And so that's one of the things that he that to be still. And I think that's one of the things, if I can be honest with my life and maybe for many people, of I think a lot of the reason why we aren't standing in awe of who God is is because we're just so busy and we don't take time to stop and actually be in the presence of God. Like to stop, to read his word, to pray, to have unhindered time with God. And so many times it's like we almost want to drive through service, you know, just I just want to drive through. God, just give me what I need. Boom, I'm back on my way. And uh, even when you read through the great, you know, theologians and Puritans and people, you know, uh, all throughout, time, like people spent hours with God, you know. And I mean, you, when you read their work and you read the things, you're like, man, these. I mean, it's like, I mean, you feel like you're really in the presence of God when you're reading these people, but because these are people that really spent time with God, you know. And so, I think that's one of the ways if we want to stand in awe of God and, and to recognize this is I think even as we're learning right now, we have to slow down and seek God and pray and and have kind of unhindered time with God. And so I know that's a challenge, but I think if we want to really regain our awe for God, we need to, I mean, two practical things. We need to be in the Word, but I think we need unhindered time with God uh, to stop, to reflect on Him, to seek Him, to pray, uh, to even be silent before Him, you know, and so. Yeah, man. Um, your your second point, you mentioned that, um you know, since God is in control, we can have peace. Since he's all-powerful, we can face anything. Since he's faithful, we can have hope. And since he's glorious, we're able to live for him. And I think that that's awesome. I think that we think those things are great um, whenever we're, you know, watching online and or we're here together whenever we whenever that day comes again. But how can we how can we really do that? Like how can like like how how do I don't know. Let me let me rephrase that. Um why do you think there's a struggle in that? Like, I know that I know that he's faithful, so I can have hope. But what if 
something happens and, right. and I know that he's in control, but what if this happens? And I know that, uh, why do you think that struggle is? I think that there's that struggle because even going back to what we just talked about, you know, that I think we won't drive in service with God. I think we're so busy. We're so caught up with life. We're so, and, and maybe innocently, you know, I don't, maybe not always innocently, but you know, we're just so just going, 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 busy, busy, busy. And because of that, because we're not spending, I think, even for myself, adequate time with the Lord is that we're so distracted. And so when things come up, we, we easily forget who God is. Like I was thinking of this passage, like let's say that first one is, you know, since God is in control, I can have peace. So I love this uh, passage. Uh, it's one of my favorite passages in Isaiah 26, verse 3. He says this, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. So he says, look, you'll keep him in perfect peace the person whose mind is focused and stayed on the Lord. And so I think for a lot of it is, even going back to, to praying and seeking and being with God, is that for our minds to constantly be focused on the Lord. And so I think that's a constant fight, right? Because so much of our life, so much of what we do is that I think there's this constant battle within us of distraction. We're distracted. We're going back and forth, you know, and, and I think that's one of the disciplines of, to learn how to like to keep our minds focused on the Lord, so so that's why we gather together on Sundays. I need to be reminded of God. This is why we need to be in community with one another. This is why we need to be have private time with the Lord of reading Scripture, praying, seeking God. This is why we need to uh, even think about even music we listen to, things we read. You know, we need to we need constant reminders. This is why you know some people will put scripture on their uh, bathroom mirror when they're getting up in the morning this is why people will you know have things on their on their dash when they're driving it's just we need constant reminders of who god is what he's doing because he says he'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you so i think it's this fight that we have to constantly have within ourselves of like keep focusing on him because so much i mean think about life it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to focus on our circumstances. It's easy to focus on the problem, the difficulties, even as we talked about Sunday. Um, but I was just reminded of how often, but I need to lift my eyes up to see God. I, I need. I, it's like I constantly need the Lord just to keep lifting my head up, you know, like look up, look up, look up, you know. And mm-hmm. I think as we do that, um, I, I think we will r- recognize more and more, you know, that God is faithful so I can have hope, all the things we talked about, you know. And so I think I think it's this constant battle that we'll have in our life of just we have to constantly keep returning, keep returning, keep remembering, keep going back, you know, to yeah. remind ourselves of these things. Well, man, our last question of the of the day, um, what has been your favorite thing that you've been able to do with your family during this time? I think probably just just being outside, with, you know, like yesterday we did that yesterday. Um just outside playing with the kids, jumping on the trampoline. Uh, and so I think that's the thing that I've enjoyed probably the most with our family, uh, with Kirsten and Piper and Chapel, is just being able to just be outside. And thankfully, the weather's been really nice. And so just being outside, we, we'll go on walks, uh, playing outside, playing uh, in our little playhouse and just run around. And so I think that's been my, my favorite, just getting outside with them and playing with them and uh, – you know, them wanting to jump on the trampoline, and I have to be careful because I can be a little rough. <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought I really hurt Chapel the other day because I was yeah. bouncing him. You double bounced him, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't have bounced that high, but and so I'm I'm working on it. But um, he's probably terrified as he was flying through the air. He, he laughed, so that <laughs> oh, was good. I think good, I think, good, I, think good. I scared Mama more than anybody. Um, but 
uh, it was good. So, um, what do you think their favorite thing has been? I know it's really hard to probably speak for a two and four year old, but Piper, I know what Piper's favorite thing is. Is uh, uh, she has this game, um, Hallie, which is uh, Kirsten's mom, got her this game um, called Zingo. And it's like bingo, but it's with like pictures. And so it has this little thing that like slides these little cards out and has, and you match them basically. And she, I just said she plays that game a lot and wants <laughs> Kirsten and I to play that game a lot. Like Kirsten's probably played more than I have, but um, it, she plays that game constantly. She loves that game. And so that's probably been her favorite thing in isolation is playing Zingo. Chapel's just happy running. He's just, yeah, he's just happy to be alive. <laughs> So he's just Man. running around. Aren't we all? Aren't yep. we all? Yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome. Glad to hear that. Um, man, thanks for walking back through some points and um, showing us how we can apply things to our lives um, to, to really stand in awe of who God is. Yeah, for sure. See you, man. Be good.